exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. WDBM East Lansing. Bringing you sports from NBA to NHL to NFL and more. But more importantly, bringing you the full rundown on MSU Spartan Sports. We cover it all. Get us on the phone at 432-3893. And now, the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Welcome to the Spartan Sports Wrap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. My name is Dave Rinku and I'll be your host as usual for the next hour. As always, my lovely co-host Megan, right to my left. How's it going, Megan? Pretty good. Just prepping for exams this week. A little break in between that. Yep. And it is a cold one out there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> colder than a snowman's cojones it's uh pretty bad it's ridiculous outside uh if anyone is outside uh definitely bundle up stay warm uh i had to walk only five minutes to get to the station and my ears were frozen uh completely it was ridiculous but definitely all of our listeners hope everyone's having a good monday a lot to get to on this show today we got some Big Ten to talk about, some new announcements out there in the Big Ten. We're going to get to some Lions and an interesting thing going on at Ford Field tonight. Something that's never happened at Ford Field. and so exciting. Uh, yeah, very exciting. <laughs> and uh, we'll definitely get to some Big Ten basketball, talk about the Pistons, and get to the facts at the end of the hour. So let's, cock, let's kick off the show. All right, the Big Ten announced today that they have come up with their division names. Uh, they've named 18 new trophies, a new logo, a new logo, excuse me. Logo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they even they even made a new name for logo. A new name. They just completely <laughs> created a new word. But uh, for all of our listeners out there that haven't seen the article yet or checked it out, uh, the divisions are named Legends and Leaders. Hmm. Sounds okay. like I'm about to go play some Halo. Sounds like we're going to go play some video games. <laughs> we're going to get into the specifics of whether we like it or not in a moment. But just to give you some facts real fast. Uh, yes, the divisions are Legends and Leaders. And the Legends division is Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Northwestern. In the Leaders division, that is Illinois, Indiana, Ohio State, Penn State, Purdue, and Wisconsin. Now, they, like I said, they have a bunch of new trophies, uh, some of these trophies that they have renamed. Uh, you know, One of them is basically uh, former President Gerald Ford. He's part of the Ford Kinnick Leadership Award. Uh, Bo Schembechler and Woody Hayes have the Sh- Hayes Schembechler Coach of the Year Award. Woodson and Nagurski, Defensive Player of the Year Award. And Howard and Richter have Receiver of the Year Award. Uh, Michigan State also does have some uh, awards. Uh, the Bubba Smith-Brown Defensive Lineman of the Year Award. And we we also have the Morton Anderson, and so it's the Bacon Anderson Kicker of the Year. And we also have the Edelman and Fields Punter of the Year Award. Now, Megan, you've seen the new logo. Mm-hmm. You know the names of the divisions. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't like it. Uh, we talked about this before, and I even threw it in there earlier as you were telling facts. Um, I just think it sounds like, yeah, we're going to play some video games. Like, I'm going to be the Legends team. I'm going to be, you know, the Leaders team. Uh-huh. Let's go play some, you know, like... Call of Duty or something. Um, as for the logo, I don't know if anybody's really seen it yet. They do try to pay tribute, you know, to the old Big Ten logo with the eleven, um, with the one and the big, and but it's it's sky blue and white. Like what what is it? I don't understand the colors. I don't understand like the names. I don't understand where they came. No, well, I understand kind of where they came from. They did explain it a little bit in the article I read. Um, like Legends is because we've had so many Heisman winners in our division and like all these two hundred fifty something somethings. And I was reading it and they're uh-huh. like. 
I, I don't even know. Well, I mean, here, here's a quote from Jim Delaney, okay? This is what he said. He says, quote, our foundation is our history, and so we want to honor that history and tradition. Going forward, if you really look at our mission, and our mission is about the competition for future leaders, and many have learned to, to lead through, through their interface with intercollegiate athletics. Our goal, if we are to sustain this enterprise, is to continue to focus on building of the future leadership through education and competition. Okay, I get that. When they just named the divisions Bigfoot and the Bombal Snowman. I mean, like, that'd be funny. I just, what upsets me, I don't like them either. And um, I want to give this out to our listeners. Give me a call at 517 432 3893. Let me know what you think of the, if you've seen the new logo, you know, you've heard the division names. What do you think of it? Do you like it? Do you have a better idea? Because my thing is, they had a lot of time to work on this. I remember we first started talking about this in August mm-hmm. when they had decided to expand and, you know, bring Nebraska in. Over four months, this is what you come up with? Right, right. Legends and leaders? I mean, let's. who was who part of that brain trust? I feel like overnight they could have came up with that. I mean, listen, I, and I'll be honest, I don't have a better idea for the names of the divisions. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'll knock it, but I don't have a better idea. I mean, you could have called it East-West, could have called it North-South, kind of, um, <laughs> even though it's boring and it's bland, and I would have ripped into that one, too. <laughs> okay. But Legends and Leaders, like Megan said, I mean, it's like a video game. I mean, what is this? Legends and Leaders? So who's a legend? So the people, I mean, who's, would you rather be a legend or a leader? Because I think we're in the Legends division, because a legend's better than a leader. I feel like it's a has-been and a will-be. Yeah. Almost. It's like leaders, oh, they're leading the future. Legends, oh, you guys are the past. You guys, we don't care about you. Yeah, I just, I mean, honestly, I just I really don't like it. Uh, the, the logo, as we talked about, it's a sky, yeah, it's a sky blue, a powder blue kind of. Kind of reminds me of the uh, the Chargers jerseys, their powder blue jerseys. It's a little bit darker than that. That's why I think sky blue, like you said, is a better way to describe it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's dumb. <laughs> um, but definitely give me a call, 517-432-3893. I'm curious as to what the you know Spartan Nation, what the fans of the Big Ten think of this. Because, you know, looking at it, I just... Like I said, I just they've been doing this four months. They've been sitting around talking about this, and this is what they came up with. I know they were talking about how they were trying to get um, coaches' names, or they couldn't narrow it down to two coaches, and they were yeah. looking at other things, and blah blah blah. But like you said, like simple things like north, south, east, west would have even been better than probably legends and leaders, as if we're going to play some video games. And yeah, <laughs> it just it, it it has a childish feel to it. Legends and leaders. I can't get over that. It does sound like a video game. Sounds like a board game. Sounds like something some 13-year-old kid is playing in his bedroom right now. Okay? Legends and leaders. I just can't get past it. I think it's stupid. It's so dumb. Um, I mean, I'll, listen, it's not a big deal. It really isn't. It's not the biggest deal in the world. I think it's stupid, but it's nothing to get worked up over. Um, I, I'm definitely not, you know getting all stressed out over here oh my gosh look at this logo you know gonna go crazy the cold it's all getting to me uh but no i just i think it you know it just it looks dumb Uh, i think they could have been more creative with the logo and especially just with the names of the divisions i I know they were having trouble narrowing it down to whether let's call it a hayes or schembechler you know what and you know they don't you know what they said like delaney and all them said they didn't want to like make it about one school because if you call Division Hayes, which would be the, you know, the other division. Okay, well, it's about what? It's about Ohio State. You know, the other one, what? Well, it's about Michigan. Well, okay, still, Legends Leaders. I think it's, it's, it's not kitschy. There's nothing that's boring. I couldn't believe it when I saw this day. 
This Big Ten, the sky blue. Ugh. My friend's the one who told me about this. I didn't believe him at first. I said, you've got to be kidding. He goes, no, I'm serious. It's Brian who goes to um, University of Iowa. Oh, Brian, nice. Yeah, he was the one who told me about it, like, right after it came out, um, like, the press release did. Yeah. And he was like, he told me, and I go, no. I was like, that's got to be a joke. He goes, I'm not kidding. He's like, this is the most ridiculous thing. They took this long to find, like, to come up with these names. He goes, yeah. this is horrible. <laughs> it, but, no, it's terrible. Um, I don't have too much more to say about it. Like I said, I think the the names are worse than the logo. Uh, I think the logo, I think you, know, you could tweak it a little bit. Um, it's not that much different than the old one. I mean, it's you know, it's basically a block letter kind of formation. And like Megan was saying, you know, the I looks like a one. The G resembles a zero. All right, very crafty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Who was in this group, this brain trust, this marketing group that sat around? I was talking to my dad earlier today. He's like, you know, I wish I could have earned a buck sitting around in that group coming up with this crap for four and a half months. (laughs) I mean, I I wonder what some of the other ideas were. Because, you know, this wasn't the only one. But, (laughs) I don't know. I find it silly. It looks pretty goofy. But, again, not the biggest deal. Mm Mm-mm. I mean, it's a logo, and it's, you know, the names of the division. And who knows? They might change someday. I don't know. I can't imagine when I'm 40, legends and leaders being the Big Ten. I, maybe not. Maybe it will. I don't know. Maybe it'll grow on us. It might. Who knows? Maybe they'll have some... I I, I don't think it's going to grow on me. No. <laughs> I, I just... I don't see it happening. No. I really don't. I mean, it's not atrocious, but it's childish. I feel it's a childish name. That's the thing. Like you said, I mean, really, I was thinking the exact same thing was that it looked like it had the feel of a video video game. Coming next year. Coming next year. (laughs) Legends and Leaders. Halo Reach. (laughs) What? Sounds like it should be the new Call of Duty. Is that going to be the new Call? I mean, honestly, that's the impression I got when I heard this immediately. So, um, you know, we'll see. Again, not the biggest deal in the world. But I guess if anyone still wants to call in the rest of the show about the logo, about the names, definitely call in 517-432-3893. But we're going to move on because I don't think we have anything more we can say about it. No, actually, I want to talk a little MSU uh, football real quick. Please do. Um, I was just, this just came out today. So, you know, even you didn't know about it. I had no idea. Um. Coach Mark D'Antonio was named Liberty Mutual Coach of the Year finalist with, um, he was, I think there were 10 of them total. I can name off a few of them. Auburn's Gene Chizik, Army's Rich Ellerson, Oregon's Chip Kelly, Syracuse's Doug Marone, and goes on and on to Ohio State's Jim Trussell. Mm-hmm. And I think we were saying, it doesn't give us an exact time. You can vote until the 28th of December. And we're thinking maybe after the bowl game, the Capital One bowl game. Uh, yeah, it sounds about right. First is when they're going to announce who the winner of this was. So it's kind of a cool thing for D'Antonio. Oh, it's definitely cool. And he has had a great season. I would say it probably comes down right there. It looks like D'Antonio, maybe uh, Gene Chizik and Auburn. I mean, he's had an amazing, magical year as well. I mean, 13-0 going to the championship game. Honestly, I see it really kind of coming down between them. Syracuse's coach, what's his name again? Um, uh, Syracuse is... Oh my gosh, Doug Marone. Doug, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, and he he did it. He's done a fantastic job out there with Syracuse. Which, I mean, we also have Alabama's Nick Saban on here too. Yeah, see, Nick Saban. I mean, he had a down year. I don't see Nick Saban really being. I mean, they nine and three wasn't. It's not a bad year. That's actually a really good year. But they did win the championship last year, and they'd like to be playing in a better bowl game than they are. But. Like we said before, it's going to be a great bowl game. A lot of great storylines. Uh, you know, great. I mean, one o'clock, January first. So be ready. My, and you would my, say, looks like you're going. Looks like I'm going. So I might be able to give you guys first, uh, you know, firsthand experiences. That's right. Get on the field, report. Oh yeah. Get back. <laughs> we'll we'll cut it up. We'll edit the sound bites. There we go. 
But no, that's sweet. You know, yeah, going to Florida and any time in the winter in Michigan is fantastic. <laughs> Because today it's frigid, the snow. I mean, anyone that had commutes out there had to get, you know, I mean, I know some people, I've just talked to somebody, they said they couldn't even get in their car this morning because it was frozen, frozen shut. shut yep. So, uh, you know, hopefully everyone got to work on time. And if they didn't, hopefully their bosses were understanding. They canceled so many schools. Yeah, I bet. I, I mean, I wonder so I wonder if my brothers had school, uh, you know, back uh, home in Sterling Heights. Because I know Metro Detroit, they got a lot of it. Um, they got it worse than we did. Uh, that's for darn sure. But that actually kind of leads us into what I want to talk about right now. We will get to the football game in a minute. Okay, The Lions played Green Bay this Sunday. But I want to talk about something else that is going on at Four Field. Because it's starting up in eight minutes. So if we don't talk about that right now, it's already going to get going. There we go. Okay, but the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Giants are going to be playing their game at Ford Field this uh, this evening. 7.20 is the kickoff. And the reason the Vikings and the Giants are playing at Ford Field is because the Vikings' Teflon Dome basically caved in to a degree. It got torn. There was too much snow on the roof of it. Uh, they got so much snow out of Minnesota a couple days ago. And if you've seen pictures of this, I know we were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked bad. Uh, it's going to take them a while to fix that and a ton of money. So that's why the Lions, though, have the benefit of having this game at Ford Field. Monday night football. Monday night football. First time in over 10 years in Detroit. <laughs> yep. Last time the Lions played a Monday night football game, 1998 at the Silverdome. We have never had a Monday night game uh, since Fort Field opened in 2002. So this is actually quite an exciting thing. It's a chance for Detroit to be on the national spotlight. It's, you know, it's a big story. And actually, a more interesting part of this story is that actually Brett Favre, uh, the press release did just come out no more than probably about 45 minutes ago, that he will not be starting in this game tonight. Hmm. And actually, for any for football fans out there, what is uh, impressive, what's crazy about that is that Brett Favre has the longest standing uh, consecutive start streak, uh, 297 consecutive starts, and that streak does end tonight. Uh, Tavares Jackson will be taking the role out there at Ford Field for the Minnesota Vikings. And kind of crazy to think that the last time Brett Favre did not start a football game was when George Bush was president. And that's George Bush Sr., <laughs> For all you people out there, okay? 1992 was the last time Brett Favre did not start a game. It's been a lifetime for some people that this guy has started every game. So it's just another storyline. Uh, something else to add to this. Uh, Detroit, I mean, dozens of tickets. I mean, tons of tickets tonight were free. Uh, you had to get down to Four Field this morning at uh, about 9 o'clock is when they opened up the gates. People got down there. The, the first guy got down there as early as 2 a.m. Uh, from a report I heard. And people were just standing out there for hours. Uh, it seemed to have been a zoo, from what I know. Uh, these ticket boxes, they were really handing out a lot of tickets. People were taking advantage of this. You know, people would go to one, you know, one booth, get a couple free tickets, go to another one, walk out of there with like 12 free tickets and scalp the rest. Which, I mean, they're abusing the system, but... They cheated the system. Well, I mean, what do you expect? What do you expect of people? Good for them. I mean, you know, yeah, honestly, if, you know, if, if Ford, if at Ford Field they're going to be that bad at regulating this, because free tickets are fine, okay? But if you're going to be able to just go from line to line and get like 10, 12 tickets, that's not the person's fault. That's the people that are running this. That's their fault. They need to do a better job of managing that. And so what? Scalpers, they're part of the business when it comes to sports. They really are. You know, it's for the people that couldn't get down there to Ford Field earlier today, okay? People that have jobs can't get down there at 9 in the morning. 
So actually, you know, these kind of people, they benefit from the scalpers that will be out there selling tickets from what I hear from 10 to 20 bucks a piece, which is a great deal for a football game. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, this is Monday night football. I mean, there is another Monday night football game. Don't get me wrong. Ravens at uh, Texans. Also going to be a real good game. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. You have Vikings fans out there. You got Giants fans that, you know, people that have driven 11 hours, 10 hours to come watch this game. And you have them just, I think it's going to be an interesting crowd. I think it's going to be a much different kind of environment and feel for a football game than you see at other football games just on Sunday. Any regular football game on a Sunday. Because you're going to have basically three fan bases there. And like I said, the people, you know, it's a different breed of people, I think, in some way. Because like I said, I think a lot of the people that are going to be going to this game are... No people that no offense anyone unemployed. It's a tough, you know. It's rough. It's tough, and you know nothing would be better than go to a football game on a you know Monday. But it brings out some of the wackies. Is all I can say. I can say it really does. I mean, <laughs> I heard some ridiculous stories about what went on in the line. Uh, Ninety seven won the ticket earlier today. You know, a guy trying to cut in line, and then uh, you know he says, "Hey, don't do." You know, he has a, he just flashes a gun and said, "Yeah, you better not do." It. I mean, it, it got you know a little ridiculous. I think down there. What I hope to see is that the Lions fans, Vikings fans, Giants fans, whoever they are, everyone there, just you know, be respectful. Don't do anything stupid. Don't make this you know. Don't make this city. Don't make this state have another black eye. We don't need some kind of you know, no kind of violence, no kind of riots, no kind of anything. And there shouldn't be any of that. But you never know. It's going to be a freezing cold night. Honestly, I think people are going to want to get boozed up. Uh, I really do, and especially you have free tickets. Um, every, anyone who went to the game on Sunday against the Packers, all they need is their ticket stub to get in. You know, it's gonna just—I think it's gonna bring out a, a, an interesting crowd. Uh, that's all I could say. Basically, kickoff is in three minutes. Now, if you want to watch this game, if you have Direct TV and you have the Sunday Football Ticket Package, you can watch this game. Go Direct TV because <laughs> Direct only on Direct TV. If you have that package, it's the only way you can watch this game. It is on Fox, but it's not on Fox locally. You will not find it on Fox here in Lansing, Detroit, anywhere in the state of Michigan. It's basically it's being shown locally in Minnesota and New York. Now they will have a replay of this football game on the NFL Network at midnight tonight. So if you're awake, if you're studying, if you want to take a break, you're bored, you can catch this game at midnight on the NFL Network, and that will be good. Most people that have Comcast, even AT&T, you get the NFL Network. So, you know, it's going to be an interesting, you know I mean? It's going to be crazy down there in Detroit. I just hope anyone who's going down there is already down there, whatever. Be safe. The roads are treacherous. From what I've heard, 75 is uh, like it's like Joe Lewis out there. It's an, it's an ice rink right now. Be careful. If you have to, maybe stay on 696, take the lodge. Different ways of getting there. Maybe Woodward. Just be safe. You know when it's going to get even colder tonight. Just watch out for the ice. We don't need a lot. Of, we don't need accidents. We don't need bad things to happen tonight. Just everyone be safe and warm going out to this game tonight. Um, the, the Red Wings also play this evening down at the Joe. So it's going to be it's going to be bumping down there in the D tonight. Uh, they're looking actually to probably sell out this game. Uh, that you know sixty four thousand five hundred seats. So you know it's going to be busy. It's going to be fun. And uh, I just I can't wait to actually hopefully watch a little bit of this game maybe at midnight or uh, something. But I mean, it should be good. Uh, two teams that actually know how to play football to a degree. and <laughs> To a degree. Two, I mean, the Giants are 8-4. They're good. Vikings, they've won two in a row. Uh, they're 5-7. and seven. Uh, Favre not starting. You can either think that's good or bad. Tough to say. I mean, Favre's injured. And would you rather have an injured Favre out on the field or a healthy Tavares Jackson? I don't know. Tavares, he played a decent game against Buffalo last week. Two TDs. He had three picks, though. 
I don't know. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be fun to watch. And I'm just excited that Detroit actually got this because, you know, it does showcase Detroit and hopefully in a good light. That's all I want to see. Let's showcase Detroit in a good light. And maybe when we start winning some games, we can be on Monday Night Football. (laughs) And that would be great. But let's talk about a game we won. Yay. We won. The Lions won a game. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, They played, like I said, the Packers this Sunday at Ford Field. And the Lions won 7-3. Now, you might think that's like a hockey score or a baseball score. It's football, okay? One of the lowest scoring games of the season. Uh, I know another low score. I mean, uh, Green Bay played the Jets. They, uh, it was like 9 nothing that game. So this is one of the, like, almost the lowest scoring game of the season. Uh, the Lions offensively definitely did not play a good game. Uh, offensively, if you want to look at it, uh, Drew Stanton was 10 for 22 uh, throwing the ball. Uh, he basically only threw the ball for 96 yards. Uh, the rushing is what got it done, if you want to be honest, in this game. Um, it was basically it was a defensive game. Uh, the Lions did run for 190 yards, which is mind-blowing to think about the Lions actually running the ball well because uh, they just really don't have a run game. But they did a good job there. I mean, if you want to look at both teams, third down efficiency, 2-for-12 two, two for 12 for Green Bay, 3-for-15 for Detroit. Um, it was a very sloppy game, a boring game. Uh, I guess if you're a big fan of defensive football, I guess it was okay. I guess it was okay. I mean, the Lions defensive front four did an amazing job. They did a fantastic job, in my opinion. Uh, You know, all these guys. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he got knocked out in the second quarter. And that is a big reason the Lions won this game. They they got to him. They pressured him in an 18-yard scramble. They hit him hard, and he got concussed. He did play the next two plays of that series, but then he was taken out, and the backup, Matt Flynn, the second stringer, replaced him. Now, like I said, Drew Stan, he did not have a good game. Okay, 10 for 22, like I said, 117 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, basically a 39.4 passer rating. Uh, he had a 2.8 passer rating uh, at the end of the first half. Hmm. 2.8. Uh, there's a funny uh, little joke in here. Uh, Mitch Album was he wrote, wrote an article for the Free Press uh, a couple days ago, and it's funny. He says a uh, 2.8, not even the best GPA. So for a passer rating after a half was something else. But the Lions somehow, you know, they they won. And I do want to give them credit for that. They won a game, which, you know, I think once Rodgers goes out, they should win that game. They're at home. I know we're playing with a third-string quarterback, but it's a game I think still you need to win. Now, did you, I forget, you said you saw some of this game, or? I didn't get to see any of it. I okay. got to hear about it from a couple of people, how their defense, I heard, was phenomenal. Yes. That's what I've heard, but I did not get a chance to actually catch the game. So, I mean, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the game, like, honestly, I, I didn't watch much of it. I watched some of it. I, I definitely did not watch this whole game. Uh, it was quite a boring game. It was, uh, you know, and you still, I mean, Green Bay was up 3 nothing there in the third quarter. You, I had no idea how this thing was going to end. Uh, basically, uh, a name that, you, you know, you better not forget, okay, Will Heller and Drew Stanton. Look at those two names. They connected. You never heard of Will Heller, and you barely know Drew Stanton, but they connected for a nice touchdown there in the fourth quarter with about seven minutes, 30 seconds left. Hmm. You know, a tight end screen, and, you know, they, they scored. You never heard of Will Heller. You never heard of Heller before. Whoever heard of uh, Prince Miller as our cornerback because Alfonso Smith is on the IR, as well as Vandenbosch, uh, hopefully Landon Johnson, who actually suffered a neck injury in that game. And he's actually the one who got to Rodgers and basically concussed the kid. Uh, hopefully he's okay. You always worry about neck injuries, head injuries, anything like that. But, you know, bottom line is the Lions won. 
that's good. Again, I, for all of our listeners, everyone, please let's keep this in context. Okay, they beat a team who had a second stringer going. I know we had a third stringer going, but Matt Flynn had he never played before. I think, and he never taken a snap. Okay, so I mean, let's keep it in context. It's a win, but let's win two in a row. Let's win three in a row. Okay, it's the end of the year. Let's win a road game. Okay, they're going to Tampa Bay. Let's win a road game. Tampa Bay is this Sunday. Should be a good game. Uh, Tampa Bay is 8-0 against teams that are uh, five, uh, under 500, and they're 0-5 against teams that are better than 500. So by those stats, we'll probably lose. <laughs> but stats are just stats. They're meant, they're meant to be broken. Okay, The Lions, they just need to play a, a complete game. And hopefully if the defense can keep doing what they're doing, then hopefully the offense and Drew Stan can pick it up because really he played a crappy game. He really did. I know the defense did a good job at getting to him, but the Lions did not play well. The Lions did not play that well. Defensively, they did. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, come on. Hmm. It's just 7-3. to three. Like, you know, Green Bay still had a chance at the end there on a 4th and 1 on the 31-yard line. Yeah, they didn't convert it, but they could have lost still. <laughs> but another good thing, they snapped a 19-game 19, 19 losing streak to NFC North opponents. So, I mean, this team had not beat a team in our division since October of 2007. That's when they beat the Bears. And that was actually the last time they've won a road game as well. So let's get that stat. Let's change that next week. Let's beat the Bucks. Let's play upsetter, okay? Why not? I mean, if they if they lose next week, then please lose the rest of the games this year. Please. Just, just for my sake, so we have a decent draft pick. Because if you're going to win, win out. Don't just win one more and then lose two. I don't know. I don't want that. It will make my prediction prediction correct uh, preseason though. <laughs> Gotta love that four and twelve. I called it. Love when you're right, right? Love it. Doesn't <laughs> mean they're gonna be four and twelve, but it's kind of looking that way. <laughs> it really is. But you know, yeah. I mean, like I said, the Lions overall they played a decent game. Could have played a better game. It's the Packers. It's a, it's an upset. I mean, the Packers are a decent team. They're eight and five now, and you know that was a big loss for them because you know they're right there. They're competing against Chicago right now for the division. They're lucky Chicago lost as well. Chicago's at nine and four, and when the Packers and Bears face off, uh, actually at the end of the season, January second, they will be playing each other. That is going to be a heck of a game. I mean, definitely stay tuned for that. If you want to get to some more of the stats, I mean, penalty-wise, six penalties, 35 yards, not that bad. Uh, you want to have maybe a little less penalties, but they weren't big penalties. Uh, a lot of offsides, a lot of just, you know, there's, they can't, they don't keep their composure at times, don't keep their head in, head in the game. That's why you see a lot of these, you know, pre-whistle, you know, flags, just because I don't think these guys are the smartest group at times. But, I mean... Listen, we forced some turnovers, and like I said, defensively, this team played a really good job. A uh, ton of different runners for this game. I mean, you had Mo Morris with 51 yards. Drew Stanton scrambled around for 44. Javid Best had 38. Uh, you know, our return man, Stephon Logan, he had 30. Uh, Felton, even Johnson, even Calvin Johnson had 13 rushing yards. So they were everybody was running the ball, basically, because as you can see, you know, Drew Stanton, he couldn't pass the ball. So, I mean, basically, they had to come up with something different. And, you know, Matt Flynn, he didn't really even play that bad of a game. If you want to look at Matt Flynn's numbers, they're better than Drew Stan's numbers. Uh, Matt Flynn, 15 of 26, 177 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, but he had a pick. And, uh, you know, not the, not the best, not the worst. Um, I'm not going to, you know, with, Drew, with Aaron Rodgers going out, Obviously, in my opinion, that's why we won this game. But you have to credit the defense for that. That's the defenses. They, and this is what they were trying to do. They knew they had to get to Rodgers. That was this game plan. They had to get to him. They had to get it done. That was the only way they were going to beat Green Bay was to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best passer ratings. He has one of the best passer ratings in the league. 
Okay, he's an he's a superstar of a quarterback. He really is, and I mean, developing in more of a you know higher caliber, a Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. He's playing some great football, and knocking him out of the game was a huge play. It was huge. I hope he's okay. Trust me. I don't wish any ill will on Aaron Rodgers or hope he's hurt. Not at all. I hope he's fine. I hope he's healthy. It was nice, though, to see him out of the game uh, for the whole second half. Because, you know, the Lions' this town just needs a win. They need something to cheer about. The Pistons stink. Okay? The Lions, they can. They barely can. They win a game every other month, it feels like. You know, Tigers aren't playing right now. Yeah, the Red Wings kick butt, but I think we're all used to that, and we take that for granted. So it is still nice with football going on. Cold, blustery days. We got to win. You know, it's a win, right, Megan? Yes. Win's a win. A win is a win. Doesn't matter how you got it, right? Might not be pretty. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. (laughs) It definitely wasn't pretty, but it's a W, and that's all I care about. So we are actually going to take a quick break right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk some Spartan basketball, some interesting games uh, last week and this weekend. Uh, Definitely get to the Pistons and their woes and see whatever else we can get to. All right, you're listening to Spartan Sports Rapper on 88.9 WDBM, East Lansing. You're listening to Impact Exposure. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You wouldn't send a text while using a chainsaw. Check out these pics of this huge tree falling. You probably wouldn't text while scuba diving. And you definitely wouldn't send a text while making out. You are so smoking hot. I love your elbows. Wait, hold on a second. Huh? I need to send this. OMG, I'm like totally kissing him right now. Dude, what the f***? So why would you send a text while driving? Well, that's different. That's what about 6,000 people who died last year said. Oh. And now, it's illegal in Michigan to read, type, or send any text from your phone while driving. It's a $100 fine for the first offense and 200 bucks after that. Ouch. Check out Michigan House Bill 4394. Be a part of the solution and save a life. And seriously, put the phone away while you're making out. Aw, come back, cuddle bunny. You need help. 88.9 The Impact. Now back to Impact Exposure. Welcome back to the Spartan Sports Wrap here at 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. Remember that phone number, all right, 517-432-3893. Call in, give us your opinion about the Lions, about this game tonight, what you think about that, and what you think about this Big Ten logo and these names. I think they're silly, but tell me what you think. All right, we are going to move on to college basketball, though, and the Spartans. Oh, the Spartans. The Spartans, um, they are now 14th in the new College Basketball Associated Press Bowl, and they deserve to be 14th. Mm-hmm. Okay, They played uh, Syracuse, the Orange Men, on uh, Tuesday of last week. So you know, almost a full week ago, but we definitely have to talk about it because it was a big game. Yeah. And the Spartans got trounced. They made, they, it, was just, it, was a, it was an awful game. It was an absolutely awful game to watch. I watched the entire thing, and gross. <laughs> 
I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it was gross. Just gross. It, 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 was, uh, it was a very disheartening game. Uh, you never even really felt MSU was in this game. I know they had it close at points, but the, the sloppy play again that they had, and, you know, they just they couldn't get a stop. I mean, I don't know how many buckets in the paint you can give up to Syracuse at a time, but it was, it was a joke. Absolute joke. I mean, this team—they lost seventy-two to fifty-eight. For anyone who you know, we already wanted to forget this game, <laughs> but you know, they lost by fourteen, and they just look terrible. I mean, you know, basically, you know, right here, you know, here, here's a nice little quote. Okay, it says quote: "We've turned into a pretty boy jump shooting team instead of a blue collar fist fighting team." Quote: "That was about as disappointing as a performance as we've had in a long time." That's Draymond Green. Ta- horrible, and he's right. Terrible game. Uh, you know, Izzo, he expressed his frustrations after the game, saying it was just a, such sloppy play, poor decision-making. And they did. They lived on the arc. They lived to just, you know, they got content with just shooting shots, shooting three-pointers, not getting the ball, not moving it around. That's why Syracuse was effective. They took time with their shot clock. They moved the ball around efficiently, and they got easy buckets down in the paint. I don't know how many jams and layups I can witness for one half of basketball on the other end. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. I mean, these guys, they just did not play good. Bottom line is, like they've said, you got, they got to get tough. This team has to get tougher. Now, you watch this game, Megan. You know What did you think of it? Because, yeah, this game gave me a headache. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, just a lot of bad basketball, I guess. Um, you didn't see much come out of them. It wasn't, they, they didn't do very good plays. They just didn't. Turnovers again. I mean, they had 17. And I mean, Syracuse had 11, but still, we outdid them on turnovers. Um, it's just, you didn't... I'm not seeing the MSU team I saw last year, I yeah. guess. With, I mean, we do have a couple different players. We're adjusting to it, but I'm just... They're acting like, you know, national, anything less than a national championship is a failure. And well, they're not playing like They're it. not playing like a national championship team. And I just... That game, just it was really disheartening. Yeah. I guess. And it's... The way I see it is the same thing with... You know, like we talk about the Lions, beat a good team. Like you can win, but you beat a team that's really good. And it's they just they didn't show it in Syracuse. They didn't show it against Duke. You know, two really good teams. UConn. They played a they played a they played a closer game against Duke. Yeah, slop over Central against Duke. Don't get me wrong, twenty turnovers in that game. Right. But I think overall they they still other than the turnovers they played a better game. But against Syracuse here, I think everything was bad. Yeah. Um, I think it was just terrible. And, you know, here's a quote from uh, Coach Izzo. He says, quote, that should solely go on me because if a team doesn't come out and play hard enough or tough enough, that is the coach's fault. And, you know, I respect that. Uh, you know, Izzo, you know, he gets, he prepares these guys for these games. He gets them ready to play. And he does need to take the responsibility when they come out that kind of a lackluster performance. Uh, you know, this was for the Jimmy V. Valvano uh, Classic at Madison Square Garden. And again, the spotlight of ESPN. You know, we were the 9 o'clock game, all eyes on us. You know, preseason number two, I know at that point we've been knocked down to eight, seven versus eight. It's a good matchup. It is, but when you just, you don't come out and play your kind of basketball and you let Syracuse do whatever they want. I mean, Syracuse shot over 50% in the first half. And like I was saying, mostly on putbacks, mostly on dunks. I mean, 42 points in the paint. Come on, guys. 42 points in the paint. Let's do a little bit better than that. Not to mention, out-rebounded. They were out-rebounded 38-30. to 30. I mean, 38-30. to 30. And, you know, I mean, it's true. You see Adrian Payne out there? He looked lost. He didn't look like he had anything going on. Knicks had a little bit going. He had a couple good plays. But, again, his defense was shoddy. Okay? Garrick Sherman, geez, get out of here. 
He had a good game against Duke. Don't get me wrong. He did have a good game against Duke. But, I mean, I, you can't even blame one player in this game. It was everybody. Everyone almost looked like they just took a Valium and just decided to relax. They just all seemed so lackadaisical out there. And it just showed. It just it really showed. And, you know, that, well, that, that had the Spartans being 6-3. and three. Now let's move on to the game that actually took place this Saturday. And this was actually at the Palace. It was against the Oakland Grizzlies. Uh, you know, basically always a fun matchup. Uh, I know a lot of my friends have went to Oakland. Some of them still go to Oakland. And, uh, you know, they always have a decent squad out there. And it was actually a very, very close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, scary close. I actually did not get a chance to watch this game, unfortunately. But 77-76. to 76. Now, did you get to watch any of this game? No. Because, I mean, I really I did not see. I mean, I saw highlights of it. I did not see, honestly, a lick of this game in real time. I was back in Heartland covering a sports event to write about. Yes, Yes. an event. An event, a wrestling event, so I did not get to catch any of it. But I did hear about it, and my friend who actually went to Oakland, who doesn't go there anymore, texted me and laughed at me. And even like, even after the even after they lost, yeah, he texted me and laughed and said, "You know, you guys only beat us by one, right?" And I was like, mm, yeah, "But yeah, like, I guess you. technically, okay." <laughs> yeah. But it's a win. Yeah. Now listen, Oakland's not that bad of a team. I know everyone might get a little a little anxious that we only beat them by one. First off, they hit a three pointer with four tenths of a second left on the clock. So you could really say this game was 77-74, I mean 77-73. Sure it wasn't. He did hit the three. But all that Michigan State had to do was inbound the basketball and time just came off the clock. And that's exactly what happened. Um, the Spartans now are 7-3. and three. Like I said, they've dropped uh, 14th in the AP poll. And again, it's not the end of the world. I mean, this is not college football where the, you know, the AP poll means more where these rankings, I think, mean more. Don't get me wrong. They mean something. But I think everyone gets a little too little too excited looking at the number thing. Oh, wow, we're double digits now? Or, oh, geez, we're ninth, we're tenth. We're... You know what? It doesn't matter. You just want to see this team play better basketball, especially come the Big Ten time. December 31st, that's what you want to see. When they start and they, they kick off their home opener of the Big Ten, it's against Minnesota, New Year's Eve. Should be a darn good game. Okay, they play Texas on December 22nd. That is going to be a game they need to show up for. I believe Texas is ranked about 25th in the nation. Uh, they might have even fallen out of the rankings after losing to USC last week. But the bottom line is they need to show up against a legitimate non-conference opponent. That's what I need to see. They kind of showed up against Duke, but they would play too sloppy. They didn't show up at all against Syracuse. Let me see something against Texas. Now, Michigan State, they're going to have some time off. They get, a, they, get, they get a lot of time to relax. Uh, Michigan State, they're not going to be playing until, I believe, it's the uh, 18th. On the 18th of December, they will be playing Prairie View A&M. So if anyone who knows who Prairie View A&M is, please give me a call, because I don't know where that is. Uh, I have no idea where Prairie View is located. But, again, this is going to be good. Okay, The Spartans are going to get a chance to rest up. They need it. Um, I don't know exactly how many miles they have traveled, but basically with having to go out to Maui for the Maui Invitational, having to travel to Duke and Durham, North Carolina, having to travel to New York, it's a lot of traveling, okay? It, you know, it, it's tough on a team to have to travel that much, especially it's tough on players like Lucas, who is, you know, he's, re- he's still rehabilitating his injury, you know? And bottom line is, Lucas is the story for the Oakland basketball game. He played a fantastic game. Fantastic. 25 points, uh, you know, 10, uh, 10 free throws he made. 
Uh, he played it. He just played an incredible game from start to finish. And you know, basically, from what I heard, is that you know they gave him Wednesday off in practice, and then they pushed him really hard Thursday and Friday. And he came out and he played like the kind of player he is, the kind of guy that can take over a game and will a team into a victory. He has that capability, and you saw you saw that on Saturday. And I think that was one that was probably the most impressive thing I saw on Saturday was Lucas back to form. You know, it's really good. It's really good. I mean, that's that's what you want to see out of our star. He's our star. He's our guy. And as we you know, we know how it comes down to tournament time. You know, even comes down to now, the best backcourt in the you know in that's playing usually wins. The best backcourt, it's important. You need to have a great point guard. You want to have a good shooting guard. Bigs are bigs are very important too, don't get me wrong. But I think in college basketball, guard play dominates the tournament and it dominates a lot of games. Okay, this was a good game. Keith Appling, he also had a very good game. Keith Appling played a very wonderful game. I believe he scored around uh, 14 points. Uh, he played good. Scoring, playmaking ability like Izzo was saying, he was very impressed with that. Now, Izzo said he would not commit right now on whether uh, Keith Appling has earned a permanent starting spot after his performance against Oakland. But you know what? If he keeps to do that, if he keeps playing like that, he will. I think Keith Appling has a lot of potential for this team. And so does Adrian Payne. I think Adrian Payne, though, he, his basketball IQ might not be as high as Keith Appling. Because, like I said, yeah, especially in that Syracuse game, he looked lost out there. He really did. But, you know, at the same time, he's young. He's a freshman. You know, you got to give the kid some time. But, I mean, basically, Megan, I want to ask you, are you really down about them being 14th right now? And, you know, 7-3, and three, you know, three, three tough losses. You know, where do you see this team going from now? Do you see them, you know, now after getting all this rest, you think they're going to be ready to start Big Ten play here in a couple weeks? I mean, am I upset or down about it? Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, they've lost. Um, yeah. I've seen, sh- like, Sparks small little like flashes of the team that we want them to be mm-hmm. um, in transition and everything. Um, I mean, with the losses they had, I can see it. And being 14th, rankings only mean so much. Yeah. Especially this early in the season. I mean, what are they? They played like, what, 10 games? We played 10 games. 10 yeah. games. And um, there's so much season left. Basketball is so much of a longer season. So many more games than football. Yes. And with like giving them this break, you know, with the traveling and everything, yeah, it could help. At the same time, it might hurt. Mm-hmm. You never know. It's it's so 50-50 with breaks. You know, there, there's that team where they have to keep going, keep going, keep going yeah. to get better. Or there's that team where, yeah, they need a break, you know, kind of recuperate, re- rejuvenate, and then come back. And I think I think they'll come back, really. I think they'll be ready for Big Ten with all these losses and everything. Not all these losses, but these lo- these tough losses that they've had and these close games they've had. I think they're starting to finally get, they'll finally get their wake-up call. Like, we need to start playing. Well, definitely. I do agree. And I think this kind of break is exactly what they need. Uh, I do agree. At times, you know, teams get you know long breaks, and I think it hurts teams when they get long breaks when they're doing well. I think that's when a team like a team like Duke, who's playing so well, I think if you see a team like that with eight or nine days off, it could affect their gameplay a little bit. But a team that's kind of beat up like Michigan State is right now, like I said, all the traveling and you know some some of these tough losses, they need some time off. And that's good. You know, it is finals week. You know, obviously, I think some of these players still take finals probably, right? <laughs> Let's hope so. I, I assume so. I hope so. So, I mean, you know, they have other stuff they need to focus on as well. This is a game. Uh, you know, you do need to take care of your education. And I still want to correct myself. Keith Appling had 12 points, not 14. So, boo to me for trying to remember. <laughs> I, had, I had to look up the box score to make sure. But um, still, the Spartans, 
what they did better against Oakland. I know everyone thinks, oh, geez, the, the Grizzlies, you win by one. Oh, my gosh, that's so great. But, listen, they only had eight turnovers. That's really good. You had eight turnovers. They did only shoot about 40, uh, 40% from the field, but they did still shoot 40% from the three-point line, which is what they've been doing well. They got to the line a lot more, uh, 28 attempts from the line. They made 21 of them. So, you know, shooting 75% from the line, much better as well there. You know, 13 steals, uh, 36 uh, rebounds. You know, you want to rebound the ball maybe a little bit more, a little bit better. But they did still have 11 offensive boards, and that's impressive. They're getting the second chance points. Second, you know, and just listen. This is college basketball. The shot clock's thirty-five seconds. The games are only forty minutes. So those extra possessions really make a big deal in the long run. You know, just extra time off the clock. I've always thought it's kind of stupid that in college basketball the shot clock's thirty-five seconds. That's a rule I would definitely change. I think it should be thirty seconds. I think it's egregious to give. I mean, once this game gets down to a minute and ten seconds, it's a two-possession game. I mean, come on. I don't know. Do you like the shot clock? I mean, it is. I mean, honestly, I just I can't stand it. I hate it. Thirty five seconds, like it's an eternity. The Izone always counts down early too. Yeah, I know, right? And that's good. Yeah, that's, that's smart. Sometimes, sometimes it falls for it, and I laugh every time they do that. <laughs> so, no, but it definitely. Yeah. But let's see. We got sixteen minutes. All right. Let's talk about the Pistons. Okay. Why not? Why not? So. Listen, right now, I want anyone who's got an opinion on the Pistons to give me a call. 517-432-3893. Because if anyone saw this atrocious game on Saturday night against the Toronto Raptors, you will probably never want to watch the Pistons again. I will punish myself masochistically and watch this team still. But I don't want to. But I will. It's my job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least I kind of have an idea. I mean, they're 7-18 right now. And what this team did on Saturday was just almost unforgivable to a degree. I feel almost bad for guys like Tayshon and some of these guys because they can't, they can't even, they don't have words for this anymore. Like, I mean, basically an article out of the Free Press, you know, Tayshon's at a, he can't even explain this loss. He's at a loss for words. He doesn't even know what to say. They blew a 25-point lead, okay? And that's not a 25-point lead at the end of the first quarter with a lot of time left in the game. They blew a 25-point lead with 5 minutes and 50 seconds left in the third quarter. That's a joke. I've never seen the Pistons collapse so atrociously. Watching this game, I was watching it with my friend Matt, and we're sitting around, and we're just joking, and we're talking, you know, the second quarter, oh, the third quarter, all right, okay, they they cut it to 16 points going into the fourth. Ah, we got this game. And just little by little, out of nowhere, you start getting antsy, you start getting nervous, and you see them chiseling away. And they chiseled well, because they beat us. They beat us in regulation, okay? They didn't didn't even have to wait. They didn't even have to wait until... We didn't go to OT. This wasn't some last-second shot that they forced overtime with. No, they hit three threes in a row to put themselves up six points. No defense. This team was outscored 48 to 20 in the final 14 minutes of this game. 48 to 20, not to mention they put up 72 points in the first half. 72 points. They put up 42 points in the second quarter alone. Alone. The Pistons haven't scored that many points in a half since March 18th, 2008 when they put up 70 in the first half against Denver. I remember, actually, I was at that game. That was an awesome game. And guess what? They didn't blow that lead. They didn't do that, but that was a, that was a different Piston team, huh? 
It really was. I mean, right now you got Prince saying, quote, it is heartbreaking, but I just can't explain it. I just don't know how you walk off that court and lose that game. This is a 15-man roster. We need everybody to do it. You can't just depend on one, two, three, four, or five people. We need everybody. And that's the truth. Everybody is to blame except one man, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace played his heart out. And I guess that is what irritates me and upsets me the most for this game is that Ben Wallace had a career-high night. Career-high. He had 23 points, 14 boards, Five assists, like three steals, two blocks. He did everything. This guy did everything. He even had a little up and under that looked like LeBron. And this is like a 36-year-old Ben Wallace. His knees barely exist anymore. But he did it. He played He played amazing. Not to mention, if anyone still had this game on with two seconds left in the fourth, Ben Walsh, ben Walsh swishes a three-pointer. Wow. He swishes it. <laughs> ben. I mean, Ben couldn't miss last night. He did, I mean, on Saturday night, he did everything he did everything correctly. He will never have another game like that the rest of his career. I guarantee he will never have a game like that again. But look what happens. They find a way to lose. The Raptors aren't good. The Raptors aren't a good team. They're not good at all. But somehow we make Barbosa, Bargnani, everyone look like superstars out there in the fourth quarter. It's like we just decided to take a sleep. I get it. I know it's tough when you're up a lot of points. You get lax. I understand that. That's the coach's job, to keep the fire lit under their butts, to not let this thing get out of hand. It's one thing. Yeah, you're not going to win that game by 25 probably still. But let's do a better job. I mean, you got John Kuster taking out Ben in the fourth quarter with seven and a half minutes left. And, you know, basically Ben just shoots an incredulous look at Kuster like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, what's he, what, what is he doing? I don't know, Megan. Did, have you watched any of these Pistons yet? <laughs> Anything? Because Absolutely nothing. Just highlights that I. Did find you see that? Any, did you see any highlights from this game? No, by I didn't chance? see anything from this game. Because what a game! <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know what a game. You know, this is the worst start after 25 games that this team they've matched their worst start that they've ever had in their in the history of the franchise. Hmm. Seven and eighteen. Uh, this team is two and twelve on the road. They can't win on the road. And it looks like they can't even win at home, basically. I look at their schedule. I don't even know what game they can win anymore. Now, I've talked about this with friends of mine. You know, you used to be able to go through the schedule and say, all right, that's a win. That should be a win. All right, Clippers, Timberwolves, okay. No. Not a chance. They lose to the, t- they lose to the T-Wolves. Why? Because, I don't know, they stink. <laughs> they, were up, they started the first quarter. They were up 17-3. to and then, you know, slowly but surely, all right, now Minnesota's up three going into the second half. And then, slowly but surely, fade away. Darko looks like Shaquille O'Neal against us. <laughs> I mean, come on. Don't get me wrong, I like Darko. And it's funny, I was talking, you know, talking to my friend Steve, and he's like, you know, we should bring Darko back. Yeah. Bring him back to Detroit. Why not? Guy's like practically leading the league in blocks. I mean, listen. I know we can't bring Darko back. That's not going to happen. Uh, there's no way uh, Joe Dumars is going to... You can't swallow that kind of pride, okay? Once you draft a guy like that, then you get rid of him, and you can't bring him back. There's just no way. Uh, you know, Darko, Darko, he's only 25, though. He has been in the league seven years already, but he is only 25. And uh, he's playing better. They gave him a ridiculous contract, in my opinion, out there in Minnesota. It was like four years for $20 million. I know does it sound like a ton of money, but for Darko, it does. But he's playing up to it. He's playing better. I guess, you know, they've been saying he's been working on his offensive game. 
and that's good. He's a good rebounder, and that's the thing. This this Detroit Pistons team, they lack everything when it comes to size and defense and rebounding and blocks and all the little things, all the little things that you know propel your offense to playing better. It's you know it's amazing that you can score seventy two points in the first half, but you still allowed Toronto to shoot sixty three percent. I mean, come on! I know they were up they were up nineteen at the half, but the fact that even by the time the fourth quarter rolled around rolled around and we were halfway through the fourth, they were still shooting sixty three sixty five percent. How can you let a team like Toronto's not that good? God, I can't get over it. All right, we're moving on. It's enough of these Pistons. Yes. And they play Tuesday for anyone who cares. Oh, you, oh! I was um. I wanted to throw this in there. I was on the Free Press, and they're actually doing a live blog on Free Press's website of the Vikings Giants game. Are they? So I mean, technically, if you want to know what happens, you can go on there. Unless you want to wait like Dave and wait till midnight. Yeah, wait till midnight or find somebody who has Direct TV in the. I'm sure you can stream it online somewhere too. You know what? You probably could. I wouldn't be shocked if you... I mean, nowadays, my computer, I wouldn't work on my computer. My computer stinks. <laughs> I wouldn't work with my internet. I don't know if anybody has Comcast out there. It is slow. It's been slow for over a week. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention, remember, what was it last week? The you know, whole Midwest, they had that huge... Uh, you know, Comcast had a huge problem with their uh, service for, was, uh, for hours. Yeah, it was completely out. Last, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. Yeah, I think my, it was out for like what was it, five or six hours? I don't know. I was just I, you know, I write articles for a website, um, sports articles, and I couldn't turn in my article. I had to, <laughs> I had to email my uh, editor from my phone. I'm like, hey, um, can't turn in my article right now because Sorry. we have no internet. Yeah. No, because, yeah, I was hanging out at a friend's house of mine. We were just watching the Pistons last week, and uh, this they actually won that game against Cleveland. But, uh, yeah, he was saying his internet was down, and I was thinking it was just his computer because he's been complaining about his computer lately. But when he dropped me off at my house at, like, 1130, I didn't have internet. Hmm. But I turned off my computer, like, two or three times, and, like, about five minutes after I got home, it was working. So Comcast, we're about to boycott you. Oh God, Comcast! <laughs> they just have such a monopoly here in the area. Just true. They just they take over. I mean, it's like you're forced to have Comcast. Basically, they target college kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, why don't you have better deals, Comcast? I mean, right. Give me something better than oh six months for eighty bucks. Like wow, they <laughs> said after tax, I'm paying like ninety something anyhow. What's the what a deal? But real fast, I mean, before I get to my facts, I did want to mention uh, the hockey game that took place out at the big house uh, this weekend. Um, I guess uh, you know. Uh, not not a good game for Michigan State. Uh, Michigan uh, beat Michigan State five to nothing uh, at the the big chill at the big house, and um, it was the largest, uh, most attended outdoor hockey game in the history of that. <laughs> um, they had one hundred and thirteen thousand four hundred eleven people who showed up to watch this game. Um, you know, it wasn't too bro- too it wasn't too cold of a day. A little snow falling. I know some of my cousins and friends went to this game. Uh, it looked like to be a really good time. It looked to be like a lot of fun. Uh, maybe not for Michigan State hockey fans, but you know, just looking at the pictures of it. I know Megan brought up a nice panoramic shot. Yeah. Earlier, it looked cool. It looks like fun, and uh, you know, I'm happy for everyone that got a chance to get out there and you know check it out because it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it just does. I mean, I like it. Like, let's see. I mean, I didn't watch any of this game. I wish I could have. Yeah, all I know is we lost five to nothing. Actually, I don't wish I could have. <laughs> change your mind. Change my mind real fast. <laughs> I mean, I guess just like I said, to see the whole background, just see everything going on. I mean, to see 113,000 people at a hockey game blows my mind anyhow. Because, I mean, if you, if you ever watch a regular hockey game, like Joe Lewis, they're at capacity at around 20,000 people. So let's multiply that almost by six. 
and you know you have how many people there at this game. So that's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool idea. I always love when they do stuff like this. So good for them. <laughs> good for them. All right. Five minutes left. Before you move on to your interesting facts. Yeah, I, please. I discovered an interesting thing today that I thought would be kind of cool to share since we're doing like the sports thing Let's here. do it. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the song. It's This could be kind of lame. Um, ever heard of the song Vanilla Twilight by Owl City? Vanilla Twilight. I, not, the name doesn't sound familiar. Okay, well, there's a song called Vanilla Twilight by Alice Liddy, and I was watching the music video today, and uh-huh. I'm looking, and like 40 seconds in the music video, up pops Shaq. <laughs> Shaq is in this music video <laughs> by Alice Tw- Liddy called Vanilla Twilight. So if anybody wants to check that out, like go on YouTube, type in Vanilla Twilight. It's the funniest thing. So I'm, I'm, sitting there, I'm sitting there watching it, just like, you know, the feel of the song is kind of like relaxed and blah, blah, you're like sitting there. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden here's Shaq. And he's like staring at the diesel. Guy. That's just, I thought that was really interesting. Well, that's so. great. Thanks for telling me that because I love Shaq. So I'll definitely love to watch anything this guy does. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. We got four minutes. So I decided since it's uh, a blustery day outside and snow and ice, how about some facts about snow and ice? We'll, keep, we'll all be very, very enriched and enlightened here after this. You're going to so, make everyone cold. It's going to be freezing. <laughs> all right. It's going to be absolutely freezing. Stay indoors, people. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the first one. The largest piece of ice to fall to Earth was an ice block that was 20 feet, 20 feet long. And it fell in Scotland on August 13th, 1849. Hmm. 20-foot long ice block. Oh, if that hit anyone, they're dead. <laughs> I, would, I would say so. That's a, that's a good prediction. Thank yeah. you, Dave. <laughs> Thank you. I try to do that. Captain Obvious over here. <laughs> Uh, no, they survived. I'm serious. Uh, <laughs> hey, you never know. Those freak accidents. Yeah, you know, maybe just fell on their foot and they just shatter their foot. I don't yeah. know. All right, let's see. The largest hailstone uh, recorded fell on uh, the 14th of April, 1986, in Bangladesh, weighing 2.25 pounds. So that's just like one hail pellet, basically. Wow. And, uh, you know, a bunch of these, they were that size, continue to fall. And the hailstorm reportedly killed 92 people. Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. It's just like bullets from the sky basically i mean that's i mean a two pound you can imagine a two pound like rock imagine that just being pelted down that's that's disturbing Mm -hmm. uh let's see the largest snowflakes in the world fell across fort kehoe in montana on january 28th 1887 unfortunately they don't tell me how large the snowflakes are i was gonna say like how big were they the size of my hand I, i i have no idea i mean i'm assuming decent sized maybe size of like a half dollar i I have no basis for really knowing size of snowflakes i really i don't know let's see here's the next one mount kilimanjaro in tanzania is the only permanent snow cap within sight of the equator Hmm. that's That's interesting yeah well it's so high up there i mean right you know i think you think nothing's cold in tanzania but you'd be wrong (laughs) you'd be wrong you'd be wronged (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see the next one. Uh, Permanent snow and ice cover about 12% of the Earth's land surface. 80% of the world's freshwater is locked up as ice or snow. I think I knew that. I knew something generally around Like glaciers and stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Here's another cool one. Let's see. We still got a minute and a half. Nice. A single snowstorm can drop 40 million tons of snow, carrying the energy equivalent to 120 atom bombs. Woo! (laughs) crazy i'm glad you had something for that because i was like (laughs) about all i had for that that's okay and uh here here's something that i know a lot of people uh, you know as a kid you're told different but it says there is not a law of nature that prohibits two snowflakes from being identical really okay now 
I still don't know the credibility of this website, <laughs> necessarily. But I'll have to look into that some more. I do. I never believe that anyhow. I can see two snowflakes being almost the same or being the same. There's so much snow. Twin snowflakes. Yeah, exactly. You know? There has to be. I mean, for how much snow that has fallen in this lifetime. Yeah, in this world's history. Yeah. You're going to tell me there's not two alike? That's crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> All right, let's see. Light snow falls in Canberra during most years. Now, Canberra uh, is in Australia. I did not know that. I had to look that up. Mm. But it's uh, it rarely accumulates to more than a few centimeters a year. So not a lot of snow. But that's Australia. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. Here's another one with Australia. In Australia, snowfalls are... Let's see. I, they have the font on here, like at millimeter size. In Australia, <laughs> snowfalls are common above 1,500 meters in the Alps during the winter. But there are no permanent snowfields anywhere on the continent of Australia. All right. Final one. <laughs> the most snow produced in a single snowstorm is 4.8 meters, 15.75 feet at Mount Shasta Ski Bowl in California. And that was between the 13th and the 19th of February in 1959. 15 and a half feet of snow fell. Huh. So you think you got it bad out there, Mount Shasta. Okay, but listen, we are out of time here today. Um, like I said, uh, all of our listeners, I very I appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Definitely stay warm, be safe out there, and tune in next week for another great show. My name's Dave. My name's Megan. And you were listening to Spartan Sports Rap here on 88.9 WDBM East Lansing. You've been listening to the Spartan Sports Wrap on Impact Exposure. Tune in every week for more of the greatest sports information, news, and analysis. Here and only here on Impact 89FM.